Uh, hello, welcome to the Unsmore Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. I'm joined today by Charlie. Hey, Mr. Colonel hey Cabbage, the organizer of the London Open that just happened this weekend. So we're going to be talking about that today on the show. Uh, and co-organizer. Co- oh, sorry, co-organizer, co-host, like today, yeah. my co-host. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's elevated me somewhat. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, yes. Um, so it's going to be lovely talking to uh, Charlie today. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in live, of course, via the Twitch channel. I see some great people in there. Runax, Gabe, what up? Another TO, obviously over in Queensland. Um, I'm assembling Bliss Bob Archers and they are the worst. If it makes you feel any better, uh, uh, Gabe, time. you're the only person that thinks that they're worth even building. So that's... <laughs> That's good. Um, I've got a slash rubber down here. I didn't even buy anything from the new book. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you no. waste your money? Uh, I've already got up... Beast of Chaos. I'm already paying the price for that. Yeah, you've already started at the bottom, right? Like, What more could you do? Um, yeah, I've also so... got a Nighthorn army. Oh, you've got a Nighthorn army as well? Yeah, from back in old times. Well, the, the Scuttlebot is that they're very good. Because uh, oh. they have a book coming in the next six months to a year, so Scott book is there good. Uh, so we'll see what the situation is there. Uh, Owen Jackson in the chat saying, "Play my cousin Adam for the first time in two years." Hype. Uh, oh, Scott sweet. B. Uh, Blue Spar Archers are indeed the worst. Agreed. Um, uh, good morning, Dan Hobbles. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm ready for some Cruel Boys leaks right now. Me too. Uh, lol. Uh, this fine cast Astaroth is the fucking worst thing ever. It's just uh, Charlie. The chat today is just people building either shit models or <laughs> good models with shit rules. That's the entire chat today. <laughs> <laughs> I just put together the Raikonor from the. You can't see it. Raikonor from the magazine, Mortal Realms magazine. Yeah. So that's my nice model with kind of shit rules. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any. I guess. I guess I've got the Cruel Boys fella, but I think his rules are not shit. Just fine. It's yeah, they're fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He looks great, by the way. Fucking phenomenal model. Um, hello, everyone. By the way, in the chat, loads of great people. Rob Kelly, love to you. Hams fan, love to you. Nogo Matthew, love to you. Khan, love to you. T Man Cash, darker design propagation. Uh, it's so nice. And oh. Uh, I am T Jones. I'm painting Zarbag's gits. Now they are good, so let's not fuck about here. Uh, hey, Phoenix Miniature Art. And Math Mallow in the chat. I'm building zombies. Listen, Math Mallow, just a quick one. Obviously, he played at Mancunian Carnage last weekend, went 4 1 with Sylvaneth. Did the Sylvaneth faction reaction as well. Charlie, like, we've got to be talking about Math Mallow, like, leading, being the Sylvaneth, like, kind of like, you know, like, he's the guy <clears throat> when you think Sylvaneth at the moment, right? I think so, yeah. I think so. I mean, it's going to pain Owen in the chat. But, you know, I think Mathematics is leading the way right now. I think it's up yeah. to Owen to take the mantle back. I think okay. Okay, yeah, that's true. And then, could I take the mantle back one day? I'd like to try. That yeah. would be my plan. Long, like your like, tree lords holding giant things, right? But that's like a mist. That's like that's like a gorilla from the mist. From the from the. <laughs> it's like the rise of Kong, uh, is what that would be. <laughs> hey, gangster pairs of dice. So, Charlie, this weekend... You uh, So, hello, everyone, by the way. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for being on the Ultra Gamer Patreon so we can do this for free. Um, like, because all content is free. Uh, this weekend, you organized, uh, like, the London Open. Let's talk yeah. about that. Before I do, though, can I be cheeky and just do a shout-out at the start of the show? Yeah. Next Saturday live. So, this Monday, 
6.30 p.m. We have a band show, a Super Series band show, because next Saturday we have a matchup. We've got a 6v6 matchup, South London Legion versus Dragon Slayers on the 14th. Uh, so it's going to be a three-round, one-day event. Um, doesn't go any further than that. It's just a quick like fan like it's just a, it's a, it's a, just to experiment with the format right because normally it's teams of four i'm still pretty certain we're going to go for teams of four in the future but i had a really good chat with uh um tom mosley and uh, tony moore when they were down for one of the super series matchups last leg and um and they were like, why don't you do 6v6 and do two kind of like blind tables? So two tables that we don't stream that are kind of like we report from occasionally. It's an interesting idea. Uh, and so the guys from the South London Legion and the Dragon Slayers were like, yeah, we're up for having a, a, a matchup. So that's going to be some live coverage next weekend. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to be in Cornwall next weekend. Otherwise, I'd have been with you up there the, with the South London Legion, I think. Yeah, it would have been yeah, that's super good. Like so I'm I'm I like I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a really fun time. So just a shout out for you guys. So Monday night uh, and next Saturday live Age of Sigmar 3 coverage from the TSN Arena to watch all weekend. So uh, put it in your calendars, get yourself some popcorn in or whatever snacks, you know, some carrot sticks and hummus. Just, you know, your, your usual T-Sports food fair uh, and give it a check out. I think <laughs> would be one of the things. Definitely um, hummus, right? Yeah, <laughs> definitely hummus. Hummus is great. Uh <laughs> Right, so uh, talk to me about your um, uh, event uh, that happened. At so the actually, before we do that, I actually ran a 1,000-point event the week before for the London Wargaming Guild. And I think that's worth talking about briefly. It was a one-day event. Uh, we did four rounds in one day, and there were 90-minute rounds, so it was tight. Um, and I think we mentioned, you mentioned it with Owen possibly before. Uh, we had Hallowheart win the event. Uh, Hello Heart player played Owen, who brought Sylvaneth on the final on the final match in table one. Then we had uh, Hermdar come second and Iron Jaws come third. Uh, the comp for the event was we thought we had to scale things back a bit. We had no allies and no named characters because we felt like you know we can't have some of these really big characters walking around dominating the tables, and that helped a bit. But I think. 1K is interesting because it exacerbates the problems at 2K. It really highlights what the issues are, which is the uh, heroes and monsters issue and high durability issue. Because the Halo Heart list, the, the core of the Halo Heart list was two units of, I think it was 20 Phoenix Guard. Right. And so it's just, he, he had the um, Huracanum with Battle Mage as well. And the Phoenix Guard just really held the line. At 1K, there was nothing that really could punch through them. I think, in most games. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, Hermdar, also highly durable. Just not enough damage from other armies to kill those dwarves. And in third place, Matthew Street's Iron Jaws, he had a Megabosch and Maw Crusher, which just fit underneath the 50% limit. And that was just a beast all weekend. So I think at 1k, if, you, if anyone else is planning to do 1k, I think you need to think about putting some sort of limit on what size units you can have. Maybe you want to limit to one, limit it to one third of the points rather than fifty percent, or maybe you need to start cutting down these big hero monsters. It also kind of highlights the um, fact that the game's really new, so people are slower. Because we ran we ran this event before in AOS two, and it wasn't so tight, but people really struggled getting the games done. I think at ninety minutes, even at one thousand points. Oh really? So you you cut the games down to ninety minutes, and you thought like yeah, and 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 people still struggled to get the game finished. Yeah, I think because people are new, they had new players, and the game's pretty new. 
and it just takes a longer t- longer for people to get going. The main thing the main thing that t- takes time game chat, right? Hi, my name yep. is Charlie. I'm playing this. This is what my army does. Okay, what's the scenario? Let's fi- let's measure out the table. That's sort of a, an amount of time which more or less stays the same no matter the scale. So you really have to like get through that swiftly. Because if you spend half an hour chatting about your lists and setting up, then you've only got an hour to play the game. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like, because uh, like, you can't really cut that time down, right? Like, exactly. that's kind of subsumed. Yeah, that's subsumed into uh, the other time frame. I think that's really interesting. And I think um, the interesting go on. point about that is in AOS 2, it wasn't as big an issue because you could say, okay, this is the, like, we know the result of the game win, loss, draw. So we and we know the secondaries, so it's just going to be okay. Eighteen two, twenty zero. Okay, you're going to win. You're going to get the points. That's fine. But we're going to talk later about differential, the differential mm-hmm. and the VPs. And in AOS three, the way we're you and I have been setting up tournaments, we've you've, it really behooves the players to work out the result at the end of turn five, not just you win. Yeah, like, uh, like I think, I think there's, I think there's a really good and honest, frank conversation that we should be having about this, like at the moment, yeah. um, with how games are finishing, because I think actually talking games out is uh, is super negative, um, and I'm and I'm mega against it. Um, I like, okay, we can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I I, I'm I really, really against that. it. Yeah, I thought I wanted to raise that now because the ninety minutes really highlighted that as an issue of what do you do if people are only on turn two, you know. What happens? Do you just take? You can take the win, but then they aren't getting the the points for the differential. So, and then the third thing is the VP. Do you want to go through? Do you want to go through these in line as we go through them, like generally, or like? Do you want I think to... we can circle back to the points later, maybe. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. BCP. So that was the one. That was the London Wargaming Guild's March of Foes one thousand point event. Probably some more events in the future. Mm. But last weekend, the weekend just passed. I yeah, I co-hosted the London Open with uh, Zach Becker of uh, LGT fame, uh, warhammertournaments.com is his website. And I've sort of teamed up with Zach, so I'm going to be doing most of the AOS half of his events coming up. Which is great. And he's, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting, lots of fun, a lot of hard work too, setting up events. It's different setting up an event in a club to setting up an event in a a venue. You know, it's a lot more organisational work. The stuff's not ready for you. You don't have a bar ready, so we've got to organise all of that. But it was interesting, and it's it's cool getting used to running larger scale events than just my local club. Yeah. So the London Open uh, was this weekend, f- uh, five rounds, two thousand points. We ended up with twenty one players after one player dropped, which was a bit lower than we were hoping for. But uh, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot with having a quite a short notice period, yes. which we've learned from in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more notice. We kind of a uh, perhaps naively assumes that with uh, with uh, restrictions lowering, there'd be a lot of built-up demand for an event. And I think that was mostly filled by um, Mancunian Carnage, which sounded like a great event up in Manchester. I don't, and so, so I was just going to say that I don't think like the number of people at an event makes an event better or worse. Mm, more no, likely to so be either. More likely to be worse than better. 
It, like, and that's not a that's not a, a slight. My my reasoning that I bring this up is that like generally you your ears or us as people we get flooded with these like singular large events Cause it makes sense right lots of people have attended in this like like I, i've been in nightclub promotion my entire life yeah you just put two thousand fucking idiots in a nightclub <laughs> and play the worst music in the world yeah and they'll be like it was the most incredible night of all time but it's the most like replicatable easy to achieve thing of all time basically like and i think i think numbers are one of those things that like i think i think your event will have been as good as will have been like a, a one day or somewhere in the world with 10 people i think that's how events work basically but i think more people makes it more fun probably is a fair statement as well right yeah i mean you, uh, more people gives it like a you know a grand feeling like this is a big event it gives you like a has a different vibe to a small event small events also have a nice small vibe where you can between games you can go and you can chat with everybody and by the end of the event, you've played five. You've played five out of twenty-one. Well, five out of twenty other players. You've played a quarter of the field. You get to know everyone. You can chat and, and relax and things like that. It's a different vibe. I think the main difference, as an from an organizer point of view, is probably the economics of setting up the event, and the logistics as well. We've got a lot. There are different sort of pressures of, of a different scale of events, and you know, in London, you've got expensive venues, so larger events uh, can be more, more difficult or more easy depending on the venue and how many players you can fit and things like that. Mm. But uh, we had 21 players and I think we had a good time. Everyone was seemed to be enjoying themselves um, and I learned various different things. I suppose from the results side, we had Daniil coming first, which was uh, this quite interesting Zinch list, the Chaos Chosen. Uh, two units Chosen. Two. Yeah, yeah. I think he said that he wanted to just see what they would do he sort of math hammered out that they would be okay, but wanted to try it out. And they did better than he expected, I think. And uh, I love to see the Bray Shaman in there. Of course. For the devolved play. Yeah. Daniil actually devolved me over to the table to watch his Destiny Dice devolve play. <laughs> so for everyone at home, uh, I got a compliment about this yesterday, so uh, massive thank you to Chris um, for this. For everyone at home, devolve is a war scroll spell that's on the Great Bray Shaman, and what he's able to do is able to drag a unit, uh, a bit of goat watch, that's right, Mac Readiness, able to pick a unit, drag exactly. it forward, um, like away from where you would have it, so you get to effectively move your opponent's unit via a spell. That obviously will leave gaps in your opponent's line, so you can strike you could do charges and obviously with zinch it means you can do some guaranteed charges so daniel had bridge he had some chosen so he could bridge over i.e teleport some units of chosen devolve a unit out the way then he could charge through the gap and then guarantee the charge uh, by just picking some like high level um uh things he can also uh, kairos also could have cast his spell as well so more likely to be able to cast yes. his spell Exactly. So that's what's going on. He has the spell portal, so he can put the devolve through the spell portal from Kairos. And Kairos can use the destiny dice to fix the, the casting value. But uh, the way devolve works is once it's cast, you just pick a unit within range, enemy unit, that is, and you roll 2d6, and that's how far they move. But the unit has to move towards the closest uh, unit in your army. Mm hmm. So what Daniil was doing was using the Kairos' six mortal wound gift of change spell to like zap a unit, create a spawn in the backfield, and then devolve units towards the spawn he just created. Amazing. Amazing, because you have to go towards the closest enemy model, right? <clears throat> yes. So I, he, he, when he sort of said, Charlie, get over here, he devolved me to the table. Mm. Then he said, look, that's the spawn I made. Those, those Chaos Warriors, 
they're running off towards the spawn on the objective, away from the objective. So he could just throw some screamers on there and, and grab it. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. clever. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he made a he did a good article yesterday on the Warhammer tournaments website talking through his list choices and through his games and his thinking process which i recommend people go check out mm -hmm. yeah yeah i can probably grab that link from somewhere uh then we had uh russell taylor come second with uh, uh his uh Lord of cane list i believe it was the shooty list the bow snakes mm -hmm. yep yeah, matthew and the bow snakes Everyone's favourite 80s punk it's band. It's my favourite 2021 band, I think, actually. Punk's, <laughs> punk's coming back, and it's some angry ladies with bows, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think he only lost to Daniil, which was round one, I think. Uh, and then we had Daniel Ford with his Slaves of Darkness, which is all the Chaos Warriors with the re-rollable saves. And I think he had some uh, interesting games as well. I think you and Owen talked about these yesterday. So what I wanted to highlight was actually the underdog awards, yeah. which I brought in. So I highlighted one army from each Grand Alliance as an underdog. Uh, and they were going to get an award for the best player in that faction. Mm. So for Chaos, I chose Beasts of Chaos, obviously. I am biased. And you then <laughs> for Destruction, Gloomspite Gets. Uh, for Death, it was Nighthaunt. And for order it was sylvaneth before i realized how bad trees were i think in the future <laughs> i have to rethink that by bad you mean how obnoxious they are in game yeah yes yes sorry yes they are obnoxious because if you're playing something like mega gargants you can just put down 20 trees and then you can't move anywhere yeah needs a hot faq is what it needs yeah mm. so expect to see sylvaneth and expect for it to be horrible guys well, unless, like unless, your, unless your TO gives a fuck about you as a person and, and has FAQ'd it ahead of time, which is the correct call. That's what we're going to talk about, Charlie, right? Like, so how would you, how would you FAQ that? Um, uh, so just have it that you can step over them. You just like, like an in the spell. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's probably worth doing. Yeah. It's like the easiest thing. You can step over this. Cool. Thumb. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just they're just going to block the board because they can put down so many trees and they're all split up. Um, I had it. I had. Uh, I played against them, and opponent hadn't quite realised how much space they could block. Thankfully, but it still wasn't pleasant. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just don't like. I, same with the Ideneth boats. I honestly don't know why tos or why any of us let that happen for so long. Like, what? Like, we're creating in experiences and environments for people to play Warhammer in. Yeah, we're yeah. we're trying to make people have as much fun as possible. Yeah, like your awards that you just talked about. So. In that same setting, why wouldn't we do comp or soft comp so that players can have the very best time that they could have? It makes no sense for TOs around the world to be like, like, like staunchly sticking to some random rule uh, because they like they're like, well, it's the they intended for Stevie to turn up with his <laughs> four hundred pounds Mega Gargant army and to stand staring at trees for an entire game. Like they intended that. And so I will make people live that terrible experience. Like, <laughs> it's just not the situation. Uh, so just comp it. Yeah. It's that easy for all the TOs listening. Right, Charlie, I got uh, just a shout out. Um, I want to read this out to you because uh, I thought it was quite funny. Go on. Uh, and I, and I, I really appreciate it. I think it was from Daniel Scott. This was it. Um, Messed me on Twitter. Uh, hey, Rob, uh, I'm putting a 2K doubles event, uh, which means both players will have a, a legal 1,000 point list. Uh, 
Uh, and with this ruling out models above 500 points, would you ban Gotrek? Question mark. Um, and then I just put, and I wrote back, yeah, ban him. The ginger fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you're like if you're fucking up the format anyway, right? If you're doing doubles at a thousand points or you're yep. doing a thousand points anyway, I already feel like you're messing with the format enough yep. that you're just trying what you're trying to do is make people have a good time. So just try and make people have fun, right? Yeah, I recommend for a thousand points you go with the one third limit rather than fifty percent. Even though yeah. it's two thousand points aside, the way you construct a one thousand point army, two one thousand point armies aren't as good as a two thousand point army. Just because you can't scale the units up, so they won't be able to com yeah, yeah. combat those big units. Um, yeah, yeah. The underdog awards I think went well. Uh, well, half of them went well. We had three Git players and three Nighthawk players out of a field of twenty-one, which is pretty cool. Oh, really? But then no one took up the mantle of Beasts of Chaos or Sylvaneth, probably because I was <laughs> toing. So no, no Beast Chaos were there. <laughs> and uh, from that, uh, Hugh Wyeth of uh, TO for Badman Cafe. He won the award, the Greenspike Git Award. So he's the nice. biggest Git. And then Dave Carter... I always thought that about Hugh. He always <laughs> seemed like a big Git. <laughs> he's a lovely fellow. <laughs> he, he is. That's the joke. That's the joke in the joke. And then uh, uh, Dave Carter uh, from London Wargaming Guild uh, was the best Nighthawk player. So he won the Raikonur the Win Hailer Award. Well done, Raikonur. Well done. Yep. Uh, Good work. I need some beasts players to turn up next time. They've got to represent. I've got an alpha beast sure. award waiting for them. We'll, we'll we'll do the call to all three of them that exist in the world. Um, the other nice uh, thing, and just say exactly, yeah. Huh? The other nice thing yeah. was that all three gits players got a prize at the event. We got the biggest nice. gits, the wooden spoon, and the most sporting. Oh, <laughs> the full <laughs> gamut. Who's like gits fractured? Yeah, they just gag busted the results. Not first place though. No. They didn't gag bust that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a, it was a lot of fun. But definitely some things I learned. Firstly, of course, more notice. Like, uh, or even though people people are excited about events, you've got to give people time to to prepare and to get time off work. And I think we underestimated that bit. So that's on our, that's on us, and uh, uh, we've we've combated that a bit for the future. Um, I think also the thing is like like you're saying like the pack is really important. Setting up the pack and the rules for the events to give everyone a good experience is important. Um, and I think the main things are terrain. For my event, I had a lot of most of my questions are about terrain because we we're using those sort of um, game mat EU ruins. And I got so many questions about them. Can we go walk through windows? Can I stand on top? Mm -hmm. Can I see through? And I just had to go around answering lots of questions. So I think for the future, I've got to, you know, hone down on what those what those can do. Are you going to use the keywords that I put together? I think I'm going to use some of your keywords. Yeah, I think I'm going to work. Daniel's going to work with me. I think we're going to get together with Daniel and work work out some rules for them. I'm also thinking about a. Constructing a wobbly model rule, which is you can only use wobbly model if to, to save the model from possible damage. You can't use it as a representation of where it would be if it wouldn't fall over. I mean, I honestly like like with the terrain, and this is just an open conversation between me and Charlie. Like we haven't talked about this off air yet. Oh, yeah. With terrain, I think you just want to make it really fucking plain. Like I get it. Yeah. Like I get it. We all have opened up a Warhammer book. And there are so many rules, and we've genuinely thought, yeah, this isn't daunting. 
I'll do this. Yeah. Yeah. So we're already people that are primed to be like, let's overcomplicate a thing. Yeah. I get it. But let's not do that. Let's just like, just like, can I stand on this? No. Which bit? The whole fucking bit. You're like, oh, okay, thumb. Yeah. Can I see through this? No. Which bit? The whole fucking bit. Like, I just really think you just, you just give it like a flat. Otherwise, you just end up like you say, answering questions all the time. And yeah. I think that that's a much, I think that's a much simpler system for the players, and like, and it just means that you're focusing on playing as opposed to like. If there's a situation where someone ends up winning the game because they could, they're like, oh, I could see through this window and that achieves X. I just think, I think anything overcomplicated. Like when I wrote the the terrain rules on the US War Game, I had loads of messages. People were like, what about this? What about that? And I was like, it's because you're just being over the top. Just be like, no. Can you walk through this? No. Can I? Yes. And then you just carry the fuck on. Do you know? What I'm, do you yeah, know what no, I mean? I know what you mean. So I ruled that the the ruins were totally uh, obscuring and you couldn't walk through them the windows either so they were essentially kind of like walls and then for for placing models on top of things i i basically said like you can't place like you can't place a model halfway up if you can get up there and the model stands there alone without you holding it or anything then yeah it fits there because it fits there literally it fits there mm. but otherwise no you can't put it there. But what are you? But like, my question is: is what are you trying to recreate in that scenario? Like, what do you think is like the like the necessary like equivalence that we get in game? Like, there's a solitary character. Let's pick something like a Yanastra, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you've got a, a floating piece of terrain, two tiers. Yeah, and Yanastra can can float on top of it, and you're like, oh yeah, she can fly. She can get on top of that, and then she can stand on that. That's fine. It's like a a floaty rock let's say yeah. with a flat plateau stand on top of that like what are you what are you achieving allowing that to be like well you know someone would be like well she could fly so she would she would fly up there and be safe and i'm like cool but let's not like yeah we're not, it we're, it's not a fucking game. movie like you, you're meant to be playing a game get back on the fucking ground i'm swearing a lot i'm sorry <laughs> uh, get on the ground <laughs> get on the ground and just charge like you know, like you could already fly over stuff. That's enough. You don't need to be like doing some sort of like shenanigans, is what I think. Yeah, but... I mean, it, it did. It does create some some weird issues with you know charging charging units at different heights. And uh, then you're like, okay, you can't actually reach there because the space is filled. So are you are you down the bottom? Are you at the top? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was talking with Daniil, and we were talking about you know maybe just say okay, these pieces of terrain. Are obscuring. They're counted as infinitely high. You can't go over them, and you can't see through them. They just are infinitely high things represented on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I think I honestly think that that's easier for everyone, and you have a more simple game. Like it's super nice. And then you have maybe like... some specific area pieces separately. Oh yeah, yeah. You can have cover. You were like, yeah, like, yeah. like I've got. Um, so I've got uh, on our like crystal board. We have a piece of. <laughs> Someone's talked to Rob about terrain again. And he's talking a lot about it. I get that. Like I'm just gonna <laughs> cycle back. Anyway, yeah, you could do that, and it's fine, right? Is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, we've got some um, little sort of ma like a uh, you know like the, the game the mats you use, the rubber mats, the mouse, the mouse pads of mats. We've got some of that yeah. stuff, but in the shape of like little pools of water. Or like a little patch of mist that I put down, and I can maybe use some more of that as sort of area oh, to cover. 
I guess so. Like, but I, I did like pools. Yeah. Um, like, uh, like water pools, but like three D ones, and you can yeah. just stand in top yeah. of them as well. But like, I, I just think I think that there's you can create like really visual boards, and you can make the keywords really simple. And I don't think like darker designs is in the chat. It needs to be age of L corners and crate stacks. That's not what I'm insinuating at all. I think you could be. I think <clears> you can you can make very unique boards with just some simple keywords, I think, and you'll have a great time. Yeah, in age of sigma, it's it's less. It's it's sort of more about controlling the flow of movement. You know. Like you can, you make the board interesting by having sort of natural choke points and areas which you can't pass through. So then you, the terrain actually figures into the game because you're thinking, okay, I've got to actually go around this thing. Like, and that's sort of the players start thinking ahead. Like, okay, how is the how are my units going to flow around the board? And I think that's the main way it's going to be interesting. But uh, yeah, the point is, like, I've got to start putting more stuff in the pack about that because most of the questions were about terrain, and it's just confusing. So I think. You know, I and probably other TOs will have to think a bit harder about what terrain rules you put in the pack, so it's all clear in advance to save you from having to do lots of work during the event. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I think it's better. Yeah. I think it's better, and it'll be good for everyone. Uh, hey, Rob, everyone. Can I just say, relatively new AOS player who hasn't been to everyone event for this is super useful. Have been your other beginner guides for events. My pleasure, Rob. Everyone, literally, what I'm here for to make it so it's more. It's easier for you guys to get into the game uh, and play events. Like you'll have a good time. Also, like line of sight blocking stuff, I think is yeah. very valuable as well. Like Angle saying in the chat, um, because you can like I think that's something you basically just don't have in Age of Sigma. And like uh, we, I saw MJ Pegasus talking about earlier. I think the over three inch rule is terrible in Age of Sigma. Um, I wouldn't do it at all. Diadrian, thanks for the, gifting a gift subscription to Rob the Rob everyone the new guy. Hey. That's cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and I and like Tokyo Nif says, I just think more line of sight blocking terrain. Just be like, yeah. this blocks mm -hmm. line of sight. The air, like because I have like area pieces, right? I don't have a piece to hand. Like I have an area piece, and I'm just like, this blocks line of sight, and they're like, what the whole bit? Because the large pieces are nine inches by ten inches square. Yeah. And they're like, what the whole bit? I'm like, the whole bit. And you played on it, Charlie. Uh -huh. And it's, yeah. it like it, it meant it meant you were evil, even able with your beast of chaos to not get shot by some KO. For a oh my god, that saved me. <laughs> I'd have been totally hosed if I hadn't had those pieces. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's really important, right? Like, and I and I think you can make better games for players. Yeah. Anyway, interesting that you got more questions about that. Yeah. Because I don't get any questions about that at all. I think but then, because uh, you've... our events. Yeah, I think I maybe. Because uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't worked with the terrain that we had, at the, because I was using the terrain that Zach already had, but I hadn't, this is my first event working with him, so I hadn't had my hands on the terrain, I wasn't exactly sure how I set up the tables until I was doing it, then the day before the event I was setting the tables up and then formulating a plan of how I was going to play the event, but now I've actually used the, the terrain, I've got an idea about how what tables I can make and I'll be able to put more things into the pack. So that's my plan for the future is to have a work with Daniil and sort out a more robust pack with regards to terrain. Okay, well, hopefully, hopefully we could have a talk about it as well. Yeah, and definitely. It just becomes a unified, a unified system I think that, would be exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good for everyone. I think the next point for the pack would be uh, I'm going to need to put in more a, a more firm time policy, which you mentioned earlier about people finishing games, because you know. I did three-hour rounds, which is 30 to 15 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes longer than other other TOs often do. And I still had people finishing being on, so, okay, we're at the top of turn three with 10 minutes to go. So, how? I've given you updates of time. Like, 
you've got to be quicker. And then they were asking me, okay, how do we resolve this? Do we talk it out? If we just stop now, is it fair? I need to think I just need to put a policy in there of how we finish the games. Because I, what, are your, what are you leaning towards? Well, with this small-scale event... And, and what does the Twitch chat think? The small-scale event with only 11 tables, I was able to sort of go around and chat to the players and help them figure out a resolution to the game. Because I think out of 11 tables, I think I ended up with only, like, probably on average two to four that were I needed to sort of step in and sort of say, okay, how are you going to finish this game? Everyone else sorted themselves out. And so for a small event, that's fine. I can come in and say, how's it going, guys? What do you think your result's going to be? Talk this out. But if I'm going to scale up to larger events in the future, that's just not tenable for me to go around and do that. So I need to start setting up more, maybe like a more of a 40K policy of, okay, at this point, the dice are down and that's what your score is. Or, okay... You've got to talk. You can talk it through at the end for the last ten minutes, but I, I need a result on the on the hour. You know, otherwise it's just going to be untenable to run an event with people just not finishing games, and then spending ten minutes after the rounds finished chatting through what's going on. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, so uh, yeah, I've got like a lot of thoughts on this. I know people are saying chess clocks and other stuff, um, but like, and sure, chess clocks. Sure, like. Let's just like, but like someone who's about to say chess clocks, I'm like, cool, chess clocks. Um, but I think you've got to ask yourself right now what sort of events you're running. If you're in France or Sweden or Germany or wherever tomorrow, America, Canada, you're on an Age Sigma 3 event tomorrow, especially on some of these countries where they haven't even like, I mean, restrictions have been lifted in the UK for a couple of months for people to play. I guess we're still fairly new into the edition and we're still waiting actually for the next like FAQ. Um, so we're like, it's still very new. So I I said this on Monday on the Stat Center show. I was like, all the wins, big love to everyone who's Daniil, um, like all of the guys, Fabian and everyone who like took events out over the weekend. Huge love, but a bit of an asterisk next to it all because people are still yeah. learning. People are still learning. So I guess you have to take that into account as well. Like people are still learning right now the game. And I think maybe give it a couple more months before right we go, okay, let's have a conversation about time and what happens in time. Yeah, I think, but yeah. I personally, I personally think that you know if you're going to time and you know if you're taking too long, and you just have to be a responsible adult about it, yeah. and that has to be in the pack. Like time, be a responsible adult. If you don't finish, we're just going to zero off your score. And if you think that's too harsh, just do it the second time that they don't finish their game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the second time you don't finish your game, you're on a zero. And the third time you're on a zero. Like, you know, you got you get like one infraction, if you will, free. Um, and then the next time you come to an event, the first time is a zero. Yeah. Like you must be responsible for your behavior. And if you're not, the TO has to be responsible for your behavior, which is super boring. I know. And it's lame and it's whatever. And you're like, you know, you could throw all your like toys out the program and be like, it's the game's fault. And like, maybe it is the game's fault. Like maybe it is the game's fault, but like you have, like you just have to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. You just have to do it. Like with my fucking 50 pink horrors. <laughs> Like, I knew that my games were going to go to time. And I was cool about it. So we chatted with my opponents and we just fucking banged it out. I don't think TO should. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. The TO's doing it at any point 
encourages a behavior of not finishing it. It also does a couple of things where you assume either as the TO or as the player that you're smart enough to work out what would happen. Yeah, maybe you are. But there's a lot of assumption there, right? Mm. Like, and then it becomes like a cultural trend where people are assuming the uh, the instance. They're assuming, like, and they're they're not pushing, putting themselves under pressure. They're not playing fast enough because they're like, oh, it's cool. I can work out. I know where this is going. And how many games have you been in where you've like turn one where you were like, oh, bloody lost, and then you win. Yeah. <laughs> Later on, in the, right? So if you're making that assumption from early, you're not going to speed up. I think any of the talking stuff out creates bad practice is is why i'm against it i'm not saying it's not valid like but what i'm saying is it creates bad practice and people will end up just being slower generally so you just be like no none of that i if you don't finish you don't get a score i think that's fair i think if yeah i mean i think we can skip ahead slightly to the bcp chat which is about we're doing the differential i think the differential is going to put some pressure on people to finish their game um well, not just the differential, but the way we've, you, we, we have, okay, let's, let's go back a little bit. For the audience, uh, you and I, Rob, have had some chats over the last month or so about how we can create a tournament scoring system. And then we've been talking to people, the guys at BCP as well, about getting that implemented. And yep. so we've sort of settled, for now at least, on the first, uh, the first way you rank people being wins wins lost draws mm-hmm. and then people who are tied on those on that are then uh, sorted by the differential score which we'll explain in a minute and then the third one the third tie break is the total vp that they've scored over their games yep so if you're not going to time you're going to be possibly lower on the differential but definitely lower on the victory points because you just haven't accumulated them because you haven't played all your turns so do yeah. you think that have, over time, people will get used to this system and then start having to push to get the games finished so they can get more VPs because they're just losing out on the possible tournament points. Um, like, one more time, Charlie. Like, you... <clears throat> Because we've, we've created this sort of system where we're going to have, with large events, we're going to have people tied on, on a 100% wins, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's going to come next down to differential score, which is your VPs versus your opponent's VPs across games. And then the third, uh, t- or the second tiebreaker or third ranking um, factor is the total VPs you've scored over the event. Yeah. So do you think the fact that we've got the differential and the total VPs are going to s- serve such a big part of your tournament placing? Does he think that puts pressure on people to finish their games because they won't be accumulating points if they finish in round three? Uh, yeah, I think so. But I also think if they they only finish in round three, you just zero them off. So it's the same difference. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would put a harsher... I think that's what I'm going to put in for the pack for um, the event next week. Like, we've got some great players coming to the, the T-Sports. Uh, so, like, the, this, this showcase match we've got next Saturday... Um, I respect them all. I think they're absolutely going to nail it. Um, like, and I'll just be like, lads, you're under pressure. I'll zero, I'll zero you off if you don't finish the game. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they'll, they'll like, like, or I'll be like, if I think someone's intentionally playing slow, like that's what a judge does. A judge doesn't yeah. like, like. I know that there's a lot of things in the chat like, oh, that's harsh. Who cares? 
Like it's a tournament. Like you, you, you make judgment calls to make the thing as fair as you can make it in your opinion. That's how it works, right? Um, uh, and like, and the problem is, is it's so much data. That's why I've never believed in talking it out because you're the judge who comes over to the table and is like, "Hey, need to finish this off." Like. You should, as like chess clocks. If you all had chess clocks, you could also, like it's being said in the chat, yeah, you can do chess clocks. You can have it like, oh, this guy, this guy's out of time. There's a zero for him. Like, that's how it works, right? You could do it that way. Like, you can make it an easier way if you want to do it, like, so it's more arbitrarily fair. Like, so it's just like, uh, not arbitrarily fair. Like, it's just more fair, basically. You just chess clocks. Oh, you've, you've timed out before the game finishes. End game, you get a zero. Like, and then people will just fucking speed up. Like, it's that simple. I think other than that, like, we're babysitting a bunch of people, which is a different thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's like a gentleman's agreement game. Like, what ho? I, I haven't finished my game, but I'm a quite a nice chap, and I tried really hard, so maybe give me some points. Uh, that'd be <laughs> fine. Like, it's a weird... <laughs> it's weird. You wouldn't get that in other sports or tournaments, right? So why would you let it happen in, in the Warhams? Um, you're trying to be nice. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm being a bit of a softy, but I was sort of feeling like maybe I would approach approach it as like a, once the time runs out, you stop the game and that's where you are. And so then you, the onus is on the players to speed up to get their results in. And then in the pack, I also have a, a point of, if you feel like you're going to struggle because your, your other opponent's being slow, come to the to ahead of time like if you're gonna have if you think you're gonna have issues come to the to early i can't arbitrate i can't arbitrate things at two hours 58 minutes but if if someone's taking an hour to set up you can come within that first hour and say this is going badly and then i can start making decisions mm. at that point and then if i have a dice down system and that's what your score is. Then people are just going to miss out on the, all the VPs turn three and four, turn four and five, and there's going to be a natural pressure from the scoring system for people to get through their turns. But they'll get the first tiebreaker though, which will be a win. Yeah, but they won't win the event because there'll be people with higher differentials and higher VPs. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. And then because my 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 argument still doesn't solve the. I'm trying really hard to finish my games, but my opponent is slow, but I'm penalized. Yeah. Like, but like, we just need to have more conversations like with us, like as a player base, right? Like, yeah. you know, we need to walk over tables like, look, lads, you're an hour and a half in, you're on turn two. I don't know why, but hurry the fuck up. Like, yeah, yeah. Get and with on the with the differential it. score and the way the AOS 3 limits point scoring across the game, um, you won't have people getting like an early lead and then just slowing the game down. Maybe maybe you will, but their lead will be two points, which would uh, be yeah, my, an eleven nine. So it, I think it I think my them. argument I think my argument like like is a bit too harsh, which is nice, right? Because I'm I'm just pulling people over. <laughs> if you never read the establishment by Owen Jones, give it a read. Uh, but I'm giving you the harsh end, so you can step back one, and you'd be like the second game that they don't finish, then you zero them off, right? Like that yeah, gives you, you definitely have red flags for people who are consistently not finishing their games. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's people are going to speed up over time, um, and then I think they're going to self-regulate because they're going to figure out this is how I win the event. I win the event by playing all five turns and getting the most VP possible, and that means that my opponent and I both have to play our game. 
Yeah, yeah, to the to the end. I just, Otherwise, I just won't win said, the event. So, someone earlier on said, if you don't play five games of Warhammer, you haven't played a game of Warhammer, and I agree. Like, I think I think that's like that's the a game of Warhammer is five turns, well, five turns each, and like that's the end of the conversation. Everything other than that isn't a game of Warhammer. Like you were you were like theory crafting what was going to happen. Um, yeah. So yeah, interesting that came up, uh, and because you got to ask yourself what you're going to do at scale, Charlie. What are you going to do at a hundred yes. people, hundred and fifty people? That's, That's why really I've been important. thinking about this this dice down thing because uh, Zach was wearing the 40k sign and he basically <clears throat> at the hour said 40k dice down submit your scores and then he got his phone out and checked the scores and if Tibble hadn't submitted their score he would just call them out like Jack whatever your name is you haven't submitted your score do it now yeah and then because we were using because we we're using best case pairings each table can submit on the app and i was using that too actually for the aos side um everyone signed up by the, on the, they've got the app on their phone mostly and your your pairings on there and then once you finish your game you just type in the vp each player scored and the app calculates the rest so i can just have my phone out and i can scroll through and i can see which table hasn't finished which table has and then i can just say okay guys finish your game submit your score and uh players can just do that themselves they don't have to come to me with a score sheet and mm. tell me all the details and i've got to sit there plugging it all in it's just done quickly so that's i think how i scale it is i have to have some sort of dice down situation clearly defined in the pack at this point you stop the game and you submit your score yeah yeah I think and that's you a good do the idea. submission so you don't have a big queue of people with pieces of paper coming over well, it's only because at the moment, like, so the events that we've run here, for instance, the reason we made uh, the little uh, scorecard for people that you guys can grab from the chat um, uh, is because there was no digital version of that. Yes. Since then, obviously, we've instigated a scoring system and a scoring differential system, which I think works quite well, which is good for the Sigma community, which, again, is on the Honest Wargamer blog if you want to go check it out. Yeah. And then... And then in addition to that, um, we've also like now contacted BCP and BCP are creating a scorecard for it, right? Yeah. So like that's also that's also something that works as well. So like all that stuff is very handy, like, but we're in the growing stage of that and how that works. And I think like people like Pete are like great people like as a TO uh, to discuss how that works. Owen. Um, who'll be running uh, the Age of Sigmar Six Nations is going to be having a conversations with like how's he going to be like handling games that don't go to time and other stuff. And there just generally has to be a set in standard system for us as a community of tournament organizers. There just has to be like, and it can't just be like, uh, like oh, I think this and you think that. It has to be just be like, what's the best system so we can yeah. be a rollout so we develop a culture of tournament gaming that becomes fair and good. I, I saw someone talking in the chat, like, what if you want to take hundreds of models? Well, if you can't finish your game with hundreds of models, then don't take them. Yeah. Like, and I don't care that you can't take hundreds of models. I don't care. I care that you are ignorant enough that you want to take hundreds of models and then affect five other people with your day yeah. because you're selfish. That isn't like, that's the argument. Can I be selfish and affect five other people's day? No, you can't. You must turn up and finish five games. Yeah. is what you must do. And I was if you're asked, slow. Go on, left you. I was asked recently um, about the next London Open. Is our beginners welcome? And the answer is, of course, yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Beginner is a skill level. It's not a knowledge level. So I said yes, absolutely come. But this is a tournament. 
please know the core rules and know your army rules so that you don't have to reference everything. That's the standard. You have to know your army rules enough that you can know nearly everything without having to look it up. Like I'll, I'll look up the wound chart for a Gorgon, even though I've played one about 200 times. <laughs> but I don't need to look up the attack profile. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I know what a Bulgore does. I know how far it moves. I know what the spell casts. I know what a Shaman spells cast on. You know, you can look up things, small things like wound charts, obviously, but uh, you need to know your rules, the core rules and your army rules. Be off book, as you put it. And then being a beginner in terms of skill and experience is totally fine. It's just, you know, a level of preparation is expected. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, yeah. I think that's very fair. Like, and we, so, like, so if you guys are interested, if you go back and listen to uh, a great, great show I did recently, it's over on YouTube with Duck Guts, who came to one of our 40K events. Mm. Um, go back and watch that. It's really good. And he turned up, he's like, hey, I'm new. We're not going to finish these games. You can have the win straight away. I just want to have three great games and give you a great game. Great experience for that guy. Like, and and he you know, he had a really fun time. New players can 100% attend an oh, event. Yeah. They, they, just have to, they just have to manage the expectation at the start. Like, hey, I'm super new. Not sure if we're going to be able to get this done. But like, cool. I'm going to help you get this done because I'm a bit more experienced. I'm going to kick your ass while I'm doing it. I'm going to go grab a bunch of VPs. And then I'm going to go on to the next round in my like in my uh in my category right so like just just get involved with that yeah i mean if you're if you're new and you're not if your aim isn't to win the tournament then if you're concerned about time because you got so many models why not just scale your list back to fewer models so you finish your games if you're not planning to win the event anyway create a list that's going to play well and play fun and play quick and then you can learn the game while playing you don't have to take all the models just because the list is better mm-hmm I guess uh, uh, another another point we've got um, we can talk about the differential a little bit, right? The we've, we've talked about it a lot, but we haven't exactly explained it exactly. Mm-hmm. Where after you play the game, you subtract the losers score from the winners, you subtract the losers VP from the winners VP, mm-hmm. and then we've divided it by two, right? Yeah. And then that gets added to a a median of ten, and so you end up with a a score that's either uh, that's a uh, between 10 and 20 for the winner and between 10 and 0 for the loser so maybe a bit simpler for people yes uh like at home <laughs> you both, it's okay no, it's okay you both start at 10 10 in age of sigma yep. for every two points i beat you by it goes 11 9 12 8 for every two points so if i beat you by two it's an 11 9 if i beat you by four it's 12 8 and then that keeps going up up to a maximum of 20 0 is the way it works so it's a differential so that way and that's a second divider so effectively and we talked about this a little bit on on the monday age sigma show when you win a like if you win five games you're in the 5-0 bracket five out of five games you're in the 5-0 i've won five i've lost zero i'm in that bracket and then you switch over to the next secondary which is the differentials which is the thing we just talked about so if you barely won five games then you're going to be like in that middle uh well you'll be at the bottom really uh basically you you barely won them you'll be at the bottom of that 5-0 bracket and if you smashed five people you'll be at the top of that bracket so it's how well you did based on a differential um and then if you're tied on the differential we'll then look at the total number of victory points you scored across all your games yeah yeah which is why Uh, i was talking about there being a pressure to finish games to get more victory points 100 percent 
yeah, yeah. So that that just works really well, I think. Um, and also, it gives also losing players something to play for. Yes, yes. Um, when we devised this system, we had we were talking about what to do with like a, a one point win or a minor win. We end up mm. with a ten ten, but it's a win for one player. Yeah. <clears throat> and we were talking about that being like a fine idea. But, uh, <clears throat> there's a little bug actually with the BCP where they implemented the win and loss draw based on the the differential rather than the victory points. So that currently, if you win by one point, it's actually counted as a tie in best coast pairings. So actually, in order to get a win on the on the app software, you have to win by two points. Right. Uh, I was a little bit uh, reticent that this would be a problem. But actually, having played an event with it, I kind of like it now. Okay, why? Well, it ended up having more draws. <clears throat> and I was watching people play these games. And even if it ended one point either way, the players seemed kind of satisfied, like, okay, that basically is a draw. It's a one-point difference. Like, that's more or less a draw. We're okay with that. And I did explain at the start that you're going to have to win games by two points. So they knew it was going to happen. But uh, I think it you know, it introduces more draws into the game, which I think is interesting in splitting up the field. And it also, I guess, there's also maybe like a sort of a, a feel-bad or a slight complication with uh minor victories like okay you get a minor win because you did more battle tactics but if you did more battle tactics and we're tied on vp that means i scored more primary points so why are you winning yes it's a bit yeah, weird yeah. that victory the minor victory thing yeah the uh i think the like, broccoli boys made it in the chat it's not actually a draw though and i think that that's fair um yeah a, that's a, what a, i was feeling beforehand yeah that, oh that's how you're feeling before but in practice you're feeling that's not that feels okay afterwards afterwards uh i liked there were more draws generally and having explained to the players beforehand that there needed to be a two point difference to get the actual to get the win recorded the players sort of finishing the game seemed to sort of think like okay it's one point therefore it's once they got to the one point they're like okay it's a draw and they were like wow what a classic game it was so close and a one point difference feels so close that it feels like a draw, more or less. Um, the uh, yeah, so that's one of the interesting things about the uh, the 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 two point differential for the scoring system, which is yeah. why I went on about it and on about it. Um, uh, and Pete's made a really good point in the chat, which I'd like to come about talk about as well. I've gone on about it time and again because what was great it was a it was a private event, so like it was the Spice Bowl sixteen. But after my first round playing, I think I played Darren. Um, we had a conversation about our game and then Donal who won his game came over and was like, oh man, look, this one point differential isn't enough. It should be two because I've won my game. So he won, but he's like, I didn't win it by enough that I think the score is reflective of what it is. Yeah. I went and took like a straw poll of everyone and everyone was like, look, this two point differential. And I honestly think, and I can completely uh, understand what Broccoli Boy saying in the chat, that one point, if you win by one point, you still win. I get that 100%, but I guess we just reframe it that you must win by two to win. Yeah, it seems like like you know a one point differential is just just a draw, um, yeah. and like and and see how, how people emote to that because what you're saying is is people emoted to one point being not enough for them to think it was a win. Like, but like it's all going to be different on different people, right? I think it uh, was Pete... that because um, I explained beforehand there's a limitation in the software, and therefore they would need two points to win the game. During the tournaments, 
with that in the back of their minds, they sort of ended up having sort of a couple one point. We, we definitely had some equal point draws. We had a couple one point draws, and after the game, they were like, "Whoa, that was a great game. That felt like a fair result, a draw in the end." Basically, so I think yeah. it was sort of I pre I sort of preloaded their mind a bit to feel that way, but I think okay. no one no one ever complained across the event that they had any draws. I explained it once, and it was never mentioned again. That's interesting. That's interesting because Pete in the chat said I've won games in the past by one point and felt super uneasy taking points for having won the game, uh, which is again why I think uh, the differential system um, is really really good. We yeah. really need a catchy name for the differential system. I was thinking that today when I was writing the blog post for the T Sports stuff. I was like, we need a I better call name. I the diff. The diff. Yeah. The diff system. Okay. The diff. All right, that works. So, what's your diff? Is that what I'd ask? Yeah. Yeah. What's the diff? What's the diff? <laughs> Okay, all right. We'll see if that catches on. What's the diff? Twitch chat, you got the idea. Hey, Ziggy, uh, should it not be very slightly benefit the winner, like 11 uh, to 9, uh, 20 point split? Uh, oh, I see what he means. So, like, even so, like, what he's saying is, is it's a draw, but it's still an 11 9 on a differential. It's an interesting take, I think, because then, because if you go into brackets, you would, you would, as the one point lead, be a higher I think draw. The... The, the better way to fix it because the issue right now is that the software is looking at the differential and taking the win loss draw information from the differential so the way the way it happens is the players finish the game then the scorecard it says player one player two and you type in the number of victory points each player has then it calculates the differential automatically and then it calculates the win loss draw from the differential uh, whereas i wanted it to be calculated on the victory points entered so if it got fixed to how we in initially intended it to be, the players would enter the victory score and the win, the victory points, and then the, the, the software would calculate the win-loss draw based on the victory points. So a one-point win would be a 10-10 win. Yeah. We don't need to get into the complicatedness of bumping someone up by 11 down to 9. It's just a 10-10 win. Yeah, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And it's easier um, to implement as well. Yeah. Uh, a 10-10 win is fine, says Warhammer Rob. Hey, Warhammer Rob, great seeing you. Like, it's just fascinating, right? Because what, what you're trying to achieve as a TO or having this conversation is what you're trying to achieve is for people to feel like they've had the fairest and most fun game. Yeah. Like, that's super important for me because uh, I know uh, Steve uh, is in the chat as well, Dooley, and he's just like, why can't people just have fun? And I'm like, because you just unfortunately have to put, like, rules in place so people can define that. And also, like, yeah. it sets you, it sets your uh, it sets your framework as well. Like, it makes you understand yes. what is going on. So if you know ahead of time, you'll be like, okay. Like, and you feel like you've, you've, you've operated within, within those rules and it makes it fairer. And I think it makes it more interesting. I really yeah, do. We're like, us TOs, we're like Monica in Friends. Rules make the game fun. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, you're very white. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a big diffy says Frothy Cat. That's a good idea. Hey, Nikos, people find this shit fun too, bro. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you 100%. That's a really good point. Uh, rules do control the fun. Um, and then Angle is all about the chess clocks, which I think uh, makes sense. Uh, anything, so terrain, time, and scoring were some of the big things that came up over the weekend. That's the main thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we might fix the differential thing, the software, eventually to on have it recorded on a VP. On BCP, yeah. And then 
we'll see how that goes. But in, until then, I think right now a two-point win is totally fine. What were people's feelings? Because this is the interesting bit. What were people's feelings on people who lost when they got some points? Did you get any feedback about that? Um, I'm waiting on the feedback. We sent out some sheets. We're waiting for more detailed feedback. But I think generally people were sort of like, oh, yeah, I didn't lose too badly. I got some points out of that. And, uh, yeah, I think generally, like, people were, like, looking at their score and thinking, like, oh, okay, that wasn't a big loss. I got, I get credit for it, you know. Okay. So, yeah, so they, they felt like it was okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think the differential works really well, actually. My, my recommendation for the TOs is get your score sheets, mm -hmm. because even though we're not using them for submissions, they really help people actually keep track of their games. Yes. Oh my god! Because yes. I've so many times going around a table and people sort of counting in various different wild methods <laughs> and <laughs> being like, "So what's the score again?" Well, I got this, this, this. No, just have the score sheet. I like that. It's all there. I like the you. people who like have dice in various places. There's like they're like, yes. "What what turn are you on?" And there's like a big dice somewhere on terrain. They're like, "Turn yeah. four. Are you like, "Okay." Like, and how many CP are you like? There's another dice in there, like back Over left there. hand pocket. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, it's a three. Like, what's your score?" Like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's all over the place. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just please. But when you come to an event, just print off five score sheets that Rob will give you a link to. Just bring those score sheets along and write it down. It's so much easier. Yeah. And then my advice for TOs is use the BCP app, get people to submit the scores themselves, and then you can just keep track of that. And then the BCP app works pretty well right now. Uh, wish there was a desktop app. Really wish there was a desktop app. Desperately. Desperately. Uh, but the app works well. And then once people start using BCP and this differential system, we'll get everyone will get used to the scoring system. And we'll, we can set the standard. And we can put pressure on other people like Tabletop TO to also implement their own systems. Like I'm not saying use BCP because... I want to shield BCP. I'm saying use it because it's working right now. Yeah, because they said they, they they put they put the pro, they put the data in for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And then hopefully other people will follow suit soon, and we'll have a variety of options. Yeah, because BCP need to get a fucking desktop app. Like, you listening yeah. to me, Diffy? You listening, <laughs> Garrett? Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh. Big thanks to them for sorting it out, but please desktop app. Uh -huh. Big thanks to BCP for sorting out the scorecard for us. But desktop app, please. Yeah, 100%. Uh, please, the desktop app. That would be the future, uh, which is good. All right, Charlie, it's interesting to hear your, your thoughts and feelings on this. If you are a TO anywhere in the world and you want to have any... Um, uh, is AOS events being streamed regularly? Fat Dingo, not really. We do have an event next Saturday. You can watch live stream off. Um, uh, the information for that is in uh, this link that I'm about to put into you there, um, uh, if that helps you out. Uh, so we w and we'll be doing more live coverage in in the future. Um, so like we've just been setting stuff up here at the arena, but we've got enough events under our under our belt now that I feel comfortable that we can run events and also live stream now. So that's good. Um, uh, so that there'll be more for that in the future. Um, putting responsibility for scoring data entry into the hands of the players gives me the cold sweat, says Pete. <laughs> 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 so uh, steve's in the chat steve the the reason it's difficult is because people are fucking difficult is the point 
Yeah, yeah. like that's what's happening. So that's why the conversation's being had. And I think having conversations in public like this, me and Charlie are having it live, for instance, so you can listen to it as a podcast, you can watch it back, you can have your thoughts, is so that, like, I know you know, like, is so that, like, people can be like, oh, fuck, I hadn't even thought about that. Like, okay, that's something I can do as a player to help. Or other TOs are like, oh, my God, yes, fuck those guys. <laughs> like, you know, they've got some. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, giving players the, t- the the ability to score themselves is a bit scary, but it worked out pretty well. And you just got to be like, okay, you guys got to put your own scores in. If you mess it up and we've moved on to the next round, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. It's on you. All right, listen, it's been lovely talking to you, Charlie. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, now, there are more events, uh, and I'll include those in the show notes uh, below um, uh, of Charlie's that you can attend. You Also, some that you can come to at the TSN Arena, of course. Um, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of those will be streamed uh, in the future, which is very fun. Uh, we've got our first streaming event for Age of Sigma 3 next week. Uh, so next weekend on Saturday. So I'm very excited about that. It'll be three rounds over the course of a day. Uh, and we'll be... Ziggy, thanks for donating. Five Whoa. gift subscriptions. What up? Um, I, my shout out to Ziggy because he's my stats guy and I fucking love him uh, and he's just a superstar um, uh, no problem team and cash uh, big love to everyone in the chat uh, Charlie thanks for coming on cheers yeah yeah. We, we've got some more events we've got the LGT's full for AOS I think it is Mark, Mark's running that and we're doing the coverage uh, for that yep but I think other systems have some space it's going to be huge mm-hmm. we've got the London Open the next London Open is on the 16th and 17th of October mine and yours Same birthday venue. our birthdays our birthdays our birthdays devolve you down to London uh, I, I think we, we have an event party. here I think or, or I might even be fucking taking it off I don't even know uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's in the calendar somewhere I'm going to roll my casting role for devolve and see what happens only so many places Rob could be uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we'll go do that. Oh, should we go raid someone? And then I'm also going to be the TO for Leicester GT in December, actually. Oh, perfect, which I'm also at. Sweet. Yeah, so uh, we'll be doing coverage of that that event as well. Um, so awesome. you'll see this gruesome twosome in action in all sorts of different places, which is going to be really fun. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in live. Don't forget to tune in to the 40k Spice Sensor tonight where we're doing a 40k Build-A-Bear, um, but it's mainly Build-A-Grot-Dude. No, what's he? No. What's it? Uh, a war bot? No, it's not called that. A beast boss on Squigasaur. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, let's go raid someone, Charlie. We haven't done that in a while. Can I just do a quick shout out to Daniil? Sure. I want to shout out Daniil, not only for winning the event and doing a great article, but also after the event, he stayed behind and helped clean up. Oh, well, what a lovely person. Well done him. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Daniil. Uh, he, is, he is a treasure. Uh, and uh, like really great um, thanks everyone for tuning in live uh, love you tons can't wait to see some, uh, some of you like Math Mallow I'll be seeing you soon um, at the event uh, like next weekend and if not some of you guys see live don't forget to tune in for the Banjo on Monday the first Charlie do you know what quickly before we yeah. go Charlie, give me your predictions for the first ban show Dragon Slayers versus South London Legion Dragon Slayers have got the first ban Ten bands. If you've never gone through the super series process before, this Monday, give me what are you banning? What are you banning right now in Age of Sigmar? Top ten. Where where are you going? Uh, got Trek. Got Trek. Marathi. So Got Trek isn't in a book, so he's free to ban all the time. Yeah. Marathi. Got ban Got Trek. Marathi probably. Archeon. Uh, who else do you ban? 
if you're going to bring Iron Jaws, you probably ban Kragnos, right? Because he's in the Iron Jaws section. So you could run the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you ban? Honestly, I've been. Uh, you've probably, if you're trying to, you can probably do some safety bans then. You want to keep your, maybe ban Lotan, the classic Lotan ban, which you haven't actually seen yet, I think. But keep your eels and your turtles active. Um, I think if you're so yeah, you, the War Stomp is another good ban to try and protect the Sons of Behemoth as well. Yeah, because he's definitely the least useful. But you think Sons of Behemoth a teams list still? I think so. They're really strong. Ooh. They just do a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you, this, you got. To, I think right now people have got to ban models which are hero monsters or models that are like defensive buff pieces, because it's you. You just got to stop people having so much defense. I think. Okay. Or you want to protect your own buff pieces. The game seems to be about durability now. It does seem to be about durability. It's interesting, right? Like, what are the top meta picks? Yep. Like, a Mega Gargant's worth banning. Um, you can't ban Pink Horrors, don't forget, because they're battle line, but you can ban Kairos. feel like Kairos is right up there. I feel like Zinch is, yes. like, Archeon, because Archeon is from Slaves to Darkness. Slaves to Darkness. So, yeah. like, that's his home book. So you can ban Archeon and you can ban Kairos at the same time. If you miss out on either of those two and you let that combo happen, you've got probably one of the most dominant lists in the game right now. But it's because it's a six-man team event. So one of the reasons we've moved up to six-man um, is so that we can try out like what it's like having two um uh, two blind tables i don't think i love the idea of it but i don't want to like just negate someone else's input and just be like no i'm right so we're trying it out to see how me yeah. and the audience feel uh, and also working towards obviously things like six nations and wtc where six nations uh is a larger team format than fours and obviously wtc is eight man anyway so just kind of understand that for the team so for the t-sports network team and how we're going to show produce that stuff how we're going to make it happen because it's just going to be really interesting um, going through it so next Saturday will be a real barrel of laughs because it'll be like everyone's first live coverage of Age of Sigmar 3 it'll be some people's like like these guys will be practicing loads I'm, I'm, I'm excited so it's going to be really fun um, so the band show is this Friday uh, band show is this Friday uh, the band show is no, Monday. Monday 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 okay Monday, Monday. Um, yeah, no, Darkling Coven is interest interesting point Bellacore is also a good band if you ban Bellacore you've got Archeon if you ban Archeon you've got Bellacore it's kind of tough. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's whether or not, like, yeah. well, I, I think, I think Archeon's more of an issue than Bellacore, though, personally. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Bellacore does count as being from the Safe to Darkness book as well. Um, so, yeah. You ban Megas as they are Battleline, uh, Pissball General. It's a good point. You can ban anything. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I'll upgrade yes. the pack to say you yeah. can ban anything from there, but only one time. And you can't ban Man Crushers, I guess. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. You can no, ban man crusher doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You can ban anything from there, but only one time. That'll be my upgraded. Thanks for the FAQ, Pissboard General. I appreciate you <laughs> asking the question. Uh, all right, let's go raid someone, uh, shall we? Uh, I'm going to give you the yep. choice, uh, Charlie. Um, do you want to raid someone who is painting? Uh, they're all painters. I want something weird. You want something weird? Do you want to do Warhammer something or weird. not Warhammer? Not Warhammer. Uh, let's do. Not Warhammer Whoa. and Weird. Not Warhammer and Weird is very it's a lot of options. We're going to just chat in now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's have. If there's a choice to go Weird, I like to go Weird. Okay. Um, this is. Uh, 
let's do this. I've got it. We're going for this. No idea what it is. It just says good vibes and high fives. Yeah, so let's go raid someone. <laughs> uh, listen, it's been great hanging out with everyone today. Thanks very much. Don't forget to join us again tomorrow. Cheers, guys. Um, oh, it's a subscriber-only chat. Damn. Oh, well. Fuck it. Um, maybe he's being weird. Lo loads of love. Look after yourselves. Thanks for listening to us. See you guys soon. Bye, 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 bye.